0: Well, let's turn to Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Good verse to use, you know, for those that deny the deity of Christ. But made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant of God the Father. May we pray. Our Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege to preach this book. Thank you, Lord, for these that have come for the service. I pray that you would give me wisdom and understanding, help me to be a blessing, to be a help. Teach us thy truth tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to bring a message on the phrase there, the name above every name. The Bible says, God hath given him a name which is above every name. Jesus is the personal name of Christ and means Jehovah is salvation, our Savior. Uh, The name is found 979 times in the New Testament of which 615 are in the Gospels 251 in the book of John, and Jesus in the New Testament is the same name as Joshua in the Old Testament. Uh, Joshua is found 215 times in the Old Testament and twice in the New Testament, where it is translated Jesus in Acts 7, 45 and Hebrews 4 and verse number 8. So this is the personal name of Jesus Christ of the Lord. His his full name is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord speaks of His deity the fact that He's God. Christ is His office, means Messiah, and Jesus means Savior, His personal name. James 2, 7 says, Do not blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called. I think people need to be very careful that they do not misuse the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. The Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. What about that name? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is salvation. The angel instructed Joseph there in Matthew 1:21, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. John 1, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John 20:31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing, you might have life through His name. So the book of John, that uses the name of Jesus more than any other book in the Bible, says that these things were written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, that He is the Messiah. He's the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies concerning Himself. He goes further and says, The Son of God, and that believing... You might have life through His name. So to deny that is to be lost. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes we are criticized for calling certain religious groups cults. People say you're judging. Well, you don't have to judge. If a person denies uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ of who He is, the Bible declares them unbelievers. And, and they're not saved. Those that reject the deity of Christ and say that he was a brother to the devil and, and it was not really the equal with God, not really Jehovah God, uh, they're lost and, and need to be saved. But he says that believing, you might have life through his name. Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You know, sometimes I hear on these on TV, they'll ask the question, "Well, what about what about the Jews? What about Je- what about people that don't believe in Jesus? Can they go to heaven?" Well, all I can say is, there's none other name given under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Uh, and you know, it troubles me when sometimes preachers say, "Well, Jews don't have to be saved; they can go to heaven without believing in Jesus." That's not what the Bible says, is it? If a person rejects Jesus Christ they'll go to hell and make a difference if they're Jews or Gentiles or whoever they are you can't go to heaven apart from Jesus Christ he said I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me Acts 10 43 to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins Romans ten thirteen. for whosoever Shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. What is His name? Jesus. Whoever calls on that name can be saved. Whoever rejects that cannot be saved. And uh, it's not God saved me, it's Jesus is the one that died for our sins. He was God, of course. And, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think Walter becomes so picky and uh, say, well, you didn't say exactly the same words because the Bible says with a heart man believeth unto righteousness. It's not uh, with a mouth we believe. With a mouth confession is made unto salvation. But it's a heart matter that is important. But in 1 John three twenty three and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now these are just some verses. And there are others that tells us that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Now uh, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, uh, some, uh, some Latin people are named Jesus. Uh, and uh, But uh, what well, they call it, Jesus, I think, is, is the correct pronunciation of of some Mexicans that take that name, but I want to tell you that their name, uh, even though they may be called Jesus, be be spelled Jesus, there's no salvation in that name. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. And and in that name, there is salvation. Not only is there salvation, but there is security in the name of Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And in John 3, 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if we know that we have believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can be sure of our salvation, the Bible says. In fact, that's the only way you can have assurance. Uh, you know, if a person bases it on what they do, who could ever, who could ever have any assurance of salvation based on what you do? Have any of you ever sinned? Well, we've all sinned, haven't we? I, I don't want to sin, but uh, I do, and, and no doubt I will in the future. But, uh, but I, that, that's not what my assurance is based on. My assurance is not based on my being a pastor. It's not based on living a good life. It's not based on feeling. A person may say, well, I think I'm saved because I feel saved. You may question them a week down the road and they say, well, I must be lost. I don't feel saved now. I must, must be lost. I, I feel differently. Aren't you glad the Lord tells us that our assurance is not based on how we feel? Uh, because our feelings can change. Our, our, our works can change. We can fail the Lord and we do fail the Lord. And in, in, in spite of all of our effort not to, we still sin, we still fail the Lord, but our salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells me if I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I can be sure and certain and positive of my salvation. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, you go home tonight and lay down and go to sleep and say, thank God, I don't know, I don't know what tomorrow may bring me. But it's one thing I'm sure of. I'm going to heaven when it's all over. Nobody can take that away from me. And that's, I'd rather have that than have the world. And again, no matter how bad it gets, that's secure. That's for real. Turn to John 17. A couple of verses there. John 17. Book of John, chapter 17. And uh, verse 11 and 12. I'm in Luke. I better find John. John 17. Verse 11 and 12. And now I am no more in the world. Jesus is praying here. But these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are Whilst I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost. The son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So Jesus says, while I was here, I kept them. Lord, uh, Father, I'm coming back to heaven, and now you keep them. And I'm glad he does that. The Bible says we're kept by the power of God, and we're kept in that name, in the name of Uh, That is above every name. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and I like this scripture. Let's turn there, please. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse 9, page 1216. 1216 in your Schofield Bible. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Then he defines who the unrighteous are. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You find your name in there anywhere? You say, well, I'm not guilty of any of those. What about adultery? The Bible said if you look to lust, you've committed adultery. You don't have to commit that. Just think it in your mind, you're guilty of adultery. And uh, uh, covetousness is idolatry, the Bible says. Well, he says, but I like verse 11. And such were some of you, past tense. But you're washed, but you're sanctified, but you're justified. How? In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So though we are guilty, when a person's forgiven, they're no longer guilty. That's a wonderful thing. You know, a person can be guilty of murder, can take someone's life, and, and they can be sorry and say, I did a terrible thing. I committed an awful crime. I'm sorry that I committed this crime. Beg the judge to forgive them, but they're still a murderer, Right? But before God, a person can be guilty of murder and say, Lord, I was wrong, I sinned, forgive me of my sin. The Lord will forgive that person and the Lord will wipe the slate clean and they're no longer a murderer. Or they're no longer a drunkard or they're no longer a thief. Or they're no longer an idolater or an adulterer or whatever. In the sight of God, such were some of you. And that's what the word justification has to do with that God clears us of the, of the sin and the guilt of the sin, because Jesus paid our debt for us. So there is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is security in the name of Jesus. And then there is sanctification in the name of Jesus. Let's look at first Second Timothy, rather, book of Second Timothy chapter number two. Second Timothy chapter two and verse 19. That's page 1280. Page 1280, 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 2, and verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Well, God knows. And the foundation stands sure. It's like we read in John 17. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition who never was saved. The Bible said, Jesus said, have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? I was reading, uh, uh, you know, some notes by this, uh, this uh, preacher. And he said that Judas was saved and lost his salvation. That's not what the Bible tells us. Jesus said, have not I chosen you twelve? One of you is a devil. And uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, someone a lady wrote B.R. Lakin and says uh, what if Peter had died while he was cursing and swearing? He said, he sat down and wrote back, my dear lady, Peter did not die. <laughs> so he really didn't answer the question. But that that's kind of the way the way he was. So uh, he, he just said she didn't die. He just evaded the question. But anyway, uh, Peter was saved, and, and Peter did not lose his salvation. Uh, Peter went out and wept bitterly. He lost his fellowship, as anyone do, does that would that would uh, commit that kind of a sin. They lose their fellowship with God and the usefulness with God, and and uh, would be convicted as he was. And he went out and repented and wept bitterly, and God forgave him. But their sanctification. In the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, he says, The foundation of God standeth sure. Verse 19. And well, well, to live like it, if we're saved, well, to live right. Verse 20. But in a great house, they're not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he should be a vessel of honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. What does sanctification mean? It means to be set apart. It means to be changed, to be clean, to be different. And if we name the name of Christ, we'll live, right. we'll live like it. If we call ourselves a Christian. We will to we'll live like a Christian. We will to be Christ-like. And there's sanctification in his name there. And uh, he says, tells us that uh, in this, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. 1 Corinthians six eleven, the verse I read a while ago, and such were some of you, but you're washed, but you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Do you all remember that verse? 1 Corinthians six eleven. And if you have a conversation with those that say, well, it's not enough to be saved. It's not enough to be forgiven. It's not enough to be justified. You have to be sanctified. I used to work with a fellow that believed that. And uh, he believed that you had to, uh, you know, you had to come to that place. Uh, uh, it was, it was a step up, and you, it was a separate experience of sanctification. And usually, those that believe that, they, they talk about being sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, and and they've spoken in tongues. We addressed that in recent message as a, as a. Uh, evidence of, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. But 1 Corinthians 6, 11 tells us that we're sanctified and it's mentioned first, sanctification before justification. And no one would deny that if a person isn't justified, they're not saved. So uh, sanctification is a, is, is a part of, 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 of salvation where we're, we're forgiven, we are sanctified, we are justified, and the Bible tells us it all is in the name of the Lord Jesus. When we come to God through that name, we get saved and we get secure and we get sanctified when we come in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's the only basis that God accepts anybody. A person, a person can pray to Mary till they're blue in the face and God will not receive them. Mary was a, a good woman, a virtuous woman, loved God but she cannot save you. And uh, uh, again Mac Hodge is telling about an experience that he had he went to the hospital to, uh, to visit uh, uh, this this uh, member of his church and he visited with them and and said someone was well in the other it was in the room you know there's two in the room and and was praying oh Mary help me Mary mother of God help me and and on and on they prayed and uh, Uh, He started to leave, or he spoke to the individual and says, I can't understand why the Virgin Mary don't help me and don't hear and answer my prayer. And he said, that's because there isn't any Virgin Mary. And he went on to explain, Mary was a virgin when the Lord came to her and she conceived Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was born, but then her and Joseph went on to have other children. And, and explain the true way of salvation. And, and the, I believe it was a man or it might have been a woman. I can't remember clearly the story. But, uh, uh, but anyway, led them to Christ. And they were trying to, to get to God through Mary. And the reason I heard that recently, I heard them talking about that and trying to explain the reason they pray to Mary is because they believe that, uh, that the, uh, the easiest way to get to a person is through their mother. And that if you went to, to the mother of Jesus, Jesus would, would accept you because he has so much love for his mother. Well, uh, you know, that's human reasoning, but that's just not true. That's just false. Uh, there's nowhere in the Bible that, uh, that he tells us that. In fact, the Bible is very clear. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. We can't pray, we can't get to God through Mary, we can't get to God through saints, we can't get to God through, through anyone else except Jesus Christ. And anybody that tries to will not be accepted. They can pray from now on and those prayers are worthless unless they come through Jesus Christ. And so there's salvation, there is security, there is sanctification in the name of Jesus Christ. And then there is supplication, and I've touched on this, I guess, a little already. In John 14, let's turn there, please. John chapter 14. Supplication has to do with prayer. And in John chapter 14, page 1136, page 1136, verse 13 and 14 of John 14. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If He shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What a promise. And of course, I believe that is, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you isolate this scripture, then we ought to get anything we ask for. If we asked in Jesus' name, we to get, well, anything we ask for, we ought to get, but we don't do it. I've prayed and asked, asked for things in the name of Jesus, and the Lord didn't do it. Is this verse true? Can you believe it? It is true, but you have to to compare Scripture with Scripture, spiritual things with spiritual things, and you have to take it in the context of 1 John 5. You know, it, it talks about the will of God. We know that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And so... Yes, we come to come to God through Jesus Christ. If we come in the will of God and make our prayer in Jesus Christ, then He'll do whatever we ask for. We say, Lord, give me a million dollars tonight. And the Lord answered that prayer. <laughs> I'm being I'm, I'm, I'm laughing now. I've got it in my pocketbook here. You don't believe me, do you? I mean right there it is million dollars there's a member of this church that loves me so much <laughs> that they gave me a card this Christmas with a million dollars in it <laughs> if I can just get the bank to cash it I, I can't spend that much at one time I just need to get it broke up into smaller bills <laughs> I, I forgot about that bill <laughs> But uh, kind of fits in there. <laughs> so, but if it was the will of God, if it was the will of God for you to have it, he'd give it to you. But a person may say, oh, well, the Bible said if I asked anything in Jesus' name, he'd give it to me. Lord, in Jesus' name, give me a million dollars. You're not going to get a million dollars unless it be the will of God for you to have it. And uh, so, so uh, we have to, uh, we have to uh, take all the Bible. The Bible, you know, you, and this is, where, this is where people get confused and mixed up uh, and you, you, you have cults come along and people believe all kinds of strange things and they say, well, the Bible says this and it does say it, but they take it out of context. For instance, as, as an illustration in Matthew 24, but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. And the Bible does say that, absolutely. And there are people who take that and say, well, the Bible says you have to endure. It does say that. But what is he talking about? If you read it in the context, he's talking about the tribulation period. And But taking that verse out of context, and not, you know, not, you know he said, he that shall endure to them, the same shall be saved. And yet the Bible says, I give unto them eternal life. Uh, you have to take it all together and take it in the context. And that same chapter says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. People say, well, the end of the world cannot come because the gospel had been preached in all the world. And we ha- everybody has to hear the gospel. And in that context. He's not talking about the end of the world. He's talking about the end of the tribulation. And he's talking about the gospel. of The kingdom will be preaching the tribulation. So you have to take it in the context. And again, this verse: If you shall ask anything, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And he will. But he will do it according to what First John says. First John five. Verse 14 and 15, this is confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. If we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. So it must be in the will of God. And it it isn't always easy to accept the will of God, is it? Jesus says, not my will, but thine be done. That's hard. But... uh, God's will is always best and that's hard to, hard to believe too. That's hard to accept. Uh, that, uh, that God, I know God can't do wrong. I know that's impossible. Sometimes we don't understand things. Well, in John 16, just a page over, verse 23 and 24. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father, in my name he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, asking ye shall receive that your joy may be full. So there is supplication in his name, and again, according to the will of God. Colossians three seventeen. Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. That's way we ought to live our life. Whatever we do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever we do in word or deed, while to do it to the glory of God and in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll close with this story that I read or heard uh, years ago about this missionary who went to this uh, small island, the Pacific, I think it was, and, and uh, he preached and preached and preached and preached, and nobody got saved. And he stayed for a long time, and he preached and preached and preached, and nobody ever got saved. And uh, he, uh, he finally won this one person to the Lord, this one native to Jesus Christ. And uh, he left the island to go back, come back home to the United States and said the, the native followed him down to the, where he boarded the ship and says, uh, tell me his name again. He said, his name is Jesus. And the ship kept pulling out and said, tell me his name again. And he said, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Someone wrote a song, tell me his name again. And a great work was started from that one native that was saved who came to know Jesus Christ. I'm glad for that name. What if we didn't have Jesus tonight? Be an awful world to live in, wouldn't it? Knowing that one day we'd get sick, leave this world with no hope. We didn't have a Savior. It was a long time before He came. Four thousand years they look for him. That's a long time, isn't it? Four thousand years. Time, the years came and gone, the generations come and come and went. And and Jesus did not come. But he did come. It took a long time. It's been two thousand years since he went away, since he said he'd be back. It's been a long time, hadn't it? But it's not as long, it's not gonna be as long as it has been, I'm sure of that. He'll be back. The our has place.